Heritage I'm the mayor of Sheridan and the host of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the town. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. I've got uh, a fun one today because we're outside the industry a little bit, but it's a very important topic that I want us all to focus on. That's mental wellness, mental health, and especially dealing with the market that we're in right now and talking to upset customers or, you know, talking with carriers and dealing with some of the situations that we're dealing with. And I wanted to get into this a little bit, it's a short episode, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, I couldn't do this episode with my friends at Smart Choice uh, or my friends at Canopy Connect and Old School Marketing. Uh, guys, go check those companies out. Smart Choice is the fastest growing agency network, hands down. And they do a phenomenal job. And they only work off commission splits, they don't have fees to get in or fees to get out. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode, you've heard um, from Smart Choice directly about how they work their their structure on things. They even help you with contingency splits. They help you to try to get more markets. They try to do so many things for you. It's more than just market access with Smart Choice. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. Canopy Connect is your one-click solution to getting those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. And I love them. I've been working with them since day one. They are so much fun, and they're a game changer for the customer experience, for the customer journey. No more back and forth with all the questions. No more uncomfortable situations. Just uh, clicking buttons and getting deck pages <laughs> into your dashboard, as well as loss runs now, a commercial. Yes, that's what I said, commercial loss runs as well. Don't delay. Call Canopy Connect today. Ha, huh, that rhymes. Uh, use canopy.com backslash Heath, get a discount, get a demo. You're going to uh, be so happy you did. And lastly, before we jump into this, one, I'm going to talk to you about my good friends at old school marketing, uh, O-L-D-E school marketing.com. They take an old school approach, which is direct mail pieces and do them in a new school sort of way. And that's what we're headed to this direction uh, nowadays in our industry and in our world is, Direct Mail is making a comeback, and it's doing some big things right now. And he does it in a really cool way that you're going to want to hear about. Uh, give them a call or go to oldschoolmarketing.com and check it out. Now, I'm going to get out of the way and introduce you guys to my friend, Dr. Pat Boulogne. Dr. Pat Boulogne. Boulogne. How are you? I'm doing absolutely great, and I'm really thrilled to be here because our uh, – previous conversation we were like you know like brainstorming and i love to brainstorm because yes so um let's continue with that trend yes i love it and i love when i meet people on linkedin or i meet people on social and then we get to talking and you know just brainstorming ideas and things and then it turns into let's record a podcast so dr balone so Tell me this. I love that name. I just like to say that. It's just it's so much fun to say. It sounds like, is it French? What is that? It is French. You know, the difference between the French and the Italian version is the French ends in an E and the Italian version ends in an A. Ah, and E's I got gotcha. you. Like and A's are pronounced like E's. <laughs> and where are you at now? Where do you where are you um, living? I am in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Ah, okay. So, um. Okay, so Richmond, Virginia, not not in France. Okay, um, and so tell me, tell me a little bit. Let's just do this before we get too far into it because I'm excited to get going. So let's take a walk down memory lane. Why don't you talk to me a little bit about, you know, where who you are, 
where you've been and how you got to where you are today? Well, you know, if you go back to even when I was a child, I was always an entrepreneur. I had um, my first uh, piece was, you know, I had a lemonade stand and I sold lemonades all the summer. And I was just talking to my sister yesterday and I was saying how any money they ever made when I was a kid, I never saw. She goes, what do you mean? I said, my mother always took it <laughs> and I never saw it. She goes, well, that didn't happen to me. And I said, I go, she has a very interesting uh, memory that she uh, had, she goes by. But when I used to make money, I always used to like take it and I'd go out and I'd buy more lemonade, you know, to sell. So I would have it. And I had the stand and I would do it on Wednesdays. I think it was, it was in the middle of the week. And then my last customer in the day was always my father when he got, you know, when he came home, because sometimes when he would go from the suburbs of Detroit to Detroit to go to work, he would take um, a bus to go in, you know, and so on the way back, he was always my last customer, you know, and then we drink lemonade together and um, he'd ask me how I did that day and those kind of things. So that's my first exposure um, besides shoveling snow, because in, in those days you had in the wintertime, we had a lot of snow in Michigan. Um, and, um, then from, from that, you know, I went to school, always did well in science. Um, and then eventually when, when I went to college, um, I had no clue what I was going to do. And, uh, but my father just gave me this like ultimatum, you know, he goes, I don't care what school you go to as long as you go. And so, um, in, he just came back from Hawaii at the time. He thought the university of Hawaii might be a good idea for me. I went, oh, it's too far. Hawaii to me sounded like outer space. <laughs> so I picked the college that was closer to that. And I naturally took science classes and I excelled in them. So then I decided to become a, all my friends that I studied with when I studied chemistry for no apparent reason, you know, for a real reason, like I wasn't doing it to get a pre-med degree at the time. Um, they all went to chiropractic school, everybody in my circle of friends. And so my friend, oh, you should go to chiropractic school too. Well, I left, yeah, when I left Michigan, I went to chiropractic school and I studied chiropractic and then I took different, you know, certifications. I have certification in sports medicine, rehabilitation. Um, I have certification in functional medicine and lifestyle medicine. And I've done those through the years. I'm also an acupuncture physician. Um, and I went to all this extra schooling for that because they were topics that interest me. You know, yeah. and I always thought that if crap ever hits the fan, I've got tools, you know, in my toolbox that I can help people with. And, I'm, you know, in my, I, Love always, I always want to help people. I want to see people do good, have fun, and I want to see them excel and I want to see them thrive. And I like to be the driving force of how they get there. Because a lot of times people complicate stuff in their life for no apparent reason. And then they don't see the obvious you know, and so when they're not seeing the obvious, they have a tendency to make wrong decisions. They don't eat well. They don't think well. They don't move well. And so when you have that, the perfect storm brewing, then you ultimately end up getting sick, you know, and, you know, on some level, like, because it, in the year 2030, 50% of the population in the United States will be diagnosed with a chronic illness or disease. I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in being that side of the 50%. And so, and, and if you go and, and you look at people today, you know, some, I ask uh, people on LinkedIn all the time, tell me what you think is more important, a robust mindset or a robust health or both. You would be more surprised. I would think people usually say both, 
but a lot of people pick mindset because if you don't have mindset, you don't have, I can't lose weight because you don't have the mindset for it. You're not going to yeah. sleep because when you're telling yourself to go to sleep, the other part of your brain's going, oh, you don't want to do that yet. You want to stress out a little longer. <laughs> and then you want, you know, and so it's having, being able to control that self-talk with the lizard brain. So it tells the, the mammalian brain a different story. So the conscious brain who's doing the real talking and quelling those other voices can start doing more positive things that make it worth, um, you know, make it worth your day and worth your while. And then you have the magic of, you know, like the holy grail of marketing because you're taking people from their pain point and you're bringing them over to their pleasure point. And so that if you have a history of dating bad guys, for instance, you know, you can start dating better guys or be more attracted to them by just creating those a positive vibe with that, with those interactions and storing it as a positive vibe because your mammalian brain stores everything that happened to you from ground zero to where you're at right now. Talk to you about this, the, the book that you wrote. Just a little bit. What was the, what's the title of this book? It's an international bestseller. That's the, twice. Um, the second edition is an international bestseller, too. And it crossed my mind when I was publishing the second edition. I go, what if it doesn't hit bestseller? That'd be so horrible. But it hit bestseller, you know, um, internationally also. Um, but the book is called Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? And the purpose of the book is it's a workbook, a guidebook, and an advocating tool. A lot of times people go to doctor's offices and they don't know what to ask. Right. So, where to focus your time, your energy, and your resources, you can use the book for that venue, for that purpose. It's a workbook and a guidebook because it shows you where to pay attention to your health. What's yeah. going on underneath the iceberg, you know, that you can, nobody knows what's happening. You know, that's what happened to the Titanic. <laughs> you know, sliced off the part of the bottom and it kerplunk, it sunk. Um, so in having that that mindset part of that, that's, that's a key component for that. Um, in you know, and looking at where to go. And also everyone has their own health pattern. You know, it's just like for men, you know, and historically I've been doing this for 38 years. So historically, wow. you know, um, men always start to fall apart at 40. You know, so if I met somebody like a 38 and they're a patient at 40, they're going, hey, you know, Dr. Pat, you know, I'm starting to have like, you know, I'm not sleeping, you know, or they have this problem because things like that are accumulatory based upon what your toxicity levels are and how you're handling environmental toxins, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially, and perhaps even financially. And so the book itself is a book of questions that just shows you where you're at right now in the yeah. world and in all your organ systems and that. And there's a book that I um, was a contributing author after that is called Your Deck of Success. And in that book, I wrote a chapter on, you know, what success meant to me. You know, and yeah. how, how do I do it? So I go the positive mindset plus positive mental attitude plus superior wellness initiatives because you've got to eat well. The gut uh, brain connection is huge, you know, and if you're eating well, then you can sit back, you know, and not be so stressed out. Because a lot of people who are stressed out have anxiety, depression, they eat a lot of sugar and sugar is like putting gasoline on a fire, you know, for inflammation in your body. And so and that's where a lot of kids like, you know, children have like ADD and that type of thing. So you don't have your brain fog, you know, you're not sleeping, yeah. you know, and a whole, a lot of those whole pieces of the puzzle. 
you know, but the book is why are you sick, fat and tired and everyone should buy it and have it on their shelf, not on a digital version, because you can go to it, you know, it's like, I've not been feeling so great for the last couple of weeks. Let's see what's going on, you know, and then answer those questions. And then, you know, where to direct your attention to. Now, you know, what I wanted to get into as far as some of that goes is, uh, and maybe this is addressed in your book, you know, right now in our insurance industry, we're in a hard market. Things are tough right now in our world right now. I mean, prices are going up everywhere on everything. But when you talk about our industry and what we're doing, and so I wonder if you could speak to that a little bit from a mental mindset standpoint. You know, Peace of mind is crucial and it's essential in order to have command of your thoughts. Because if you don't have command of your thoughts, then, you know, something comes along. The next thing you know, like, you know, you're screaming and you're thinking, why it's not me? Why am I doing that? And so having that piece of that puzzle to where your mind is so strong that nobody can disturb your peace of mind is the first thing. So how you do that is you, you can surround yourself. If you're in the woo of meditate you know, and like say really positive things about yourself. I mean, when you look into the mirror before you go to bed, tell yourself, look in your eyes and tell yourself that you love you because love's got to start somewhere. So it's going to probably going to, you know, come from your own internal source, you know, and, you know, and, you know, find something nice to say to almost anybody. And if something doesn't go your way, you know, you can always say, okay, so that didn't work out exactly as I planned. So when people keep on getting bombarded with all the no's, you know, you push that energy away from you. It doesn't belong in your energy. It doesn't belong in your mind. A no doesn't mean no. I mean, they, what do they say? You know, like eight, 10 years ago, they said, you know, you had to have touch points with people about five or six times before they said yes. Then they bumped it up to like 15 or 10 or 12 or something like that. Now you probably have to have like at least like 20, you know, 20, you know, touch points before someone says yes to you. And if someone changes their mind, you always, like when someone wanted to leave my office, I was like, great, where are you going to go? <laughs> and, this, and they were so surprised when they told me that because they were, like, I was scared to tell you that. Yeah. I said, where are you going to see? You know, I said, oh, he, do you know what he does? He does this really cool technique. Have him do that technique on you and let me know how it worked out. But I think when you're dealing with customers that when they get the bill, they're upset. Just so you know what, you have every reason to be upset. It's not your fault the rates went up. It's not your fault that they're struggling to pay it. It's not your fault that, you know, maybe their kid's discount fell off because they don't have straight A's anymore. Or it's not your fault that they had an accident. It's not your fault that, you know, they got two tickets that made their rates go up. You know, and so there's so many things that people apologize for. It's like, well, don't take, that's not you. Like, did you make the rate go up? No. You're just, you know, the salesperson or the customer service rep that's helping them to get through this. Right. You know, you ask like, what is it that I can do for you? You know, because if you can, if you can go and take, you know, what their objection is, you know, and just say, you know, you know, your rates went up, you know, your kid, you know, your kid got in an accident and your rate went up a thousand bucks. I mean, I've seen, I have friends of mine whose kids that's happened to them. So you just have to say like, well, what is it? What is it? What is it? you know, that I can do for you. And then if you can't do anything, we'll just say, you know what, I really can't do anything for you. You know, I can't change the rate, you know, and you're going with like this insurance, you're like, just make sure that when you're talking to that agent, that you ask them these three important questions, you know, and give them a question. Yeah. And if they can't answer them, they're not the company for you. 
Yes. And I, you know, just in general, like how are, what are some, some advices that you could give to help people to have a better lifestyle, have a better outcome in life, have a better mindset? Well, get up and start being nice to yourself. There's a thing called self-love and self-care. Okay. You know? And I always go with the mindset that I go always am going back to basics because I think that we forget to be to know what our foundational line is. Because if you know what your foundational line is, you know where you can always go back to that's a safe haven for yourself. And so if you know what that bottom line is and going back to basics, whether it's your health, you know, or your life, you know, it's just like, you know, X, Y, and Z happen. Well, you know, it's just like, is there anything I can do about it? No. Then move on. When your body starts to shut down and you don't know what your foundational line is, you know, you suddenly start having, you know, high cholesterol, you have other issues. And when your body can't handle those toxins, because emotions always are related to the gut. We always know, like, if you've ever been in a fight with somebody, or you got to argue with your spouse or when you're eating, what a not a really good time to do that. It's almost going to say dumb. But, you know, if you sit that, you know, laying, laying back and you think about it, you know, it's just like, you know, you never go to sleep mad. Yeah. You know, and um, a friend of mine uh, showed me um, a snore for snoring, you know, to monitor it. I can tell you the name of it. Because what I think is interesting is called snore clock. Snore clock. Okay. I was just looking at it the other day and I downloaded it. So like when you go into that, when you're looking at snoring, find out what time of night or day that is, because then you can find out what the ceridian cycle is for that. And you're going like, oh, maybe my, you know, between one and three o'clock, you know, is when, you know, my wife wants to kill me. Yeah. Right. You know, my boyfriend, you know. And so like, those are things that you can do with that, you know, and you can wake up you, being happy. It's a choice, you know, having a positive, sure. attitude, having a positive mindset is a choice. What's some advice. What's some things you can talk to agency owners about with regards to mental wellness? I think that they should create a room, you know, that you can go to, that you can sit there and you can go listen to, you can tone out, like you can listen to yeah. for seven minutes, you know, like if you, there's a, yeah. a thing called the seven minute theta um, exercise, like, like the, it's like the billionaire, like, you know, theta, but if you look up uh, theta in the seven minute, you know, on YouTube, you will find there's a couple of pieces that are seven minutes long. You just need to listen to that every day. You okay. Know, for Thomas Edison used to take a nap every day. But he used to take a ball and put it in his hand and he would fall asleep. And he was, when he fell asleep, the ball would fall out of his hand and wake him up. Well, when he woke up at that time, he was in theta. And when he's in theta is when you're most creative. Oh, wow. That's interesting. When, you're, when your biggest solutions come to you, you know, like going from the alpha state to the theta state. So. No, that's know, interesting. You know, to, I have a, a, um, a potential client that has a um, situation where they get super, 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 super busy and he needs all his people 150% for yeah. those six months, right? And yeah. so I said to him, he said, what would you charge to come in? 
to, you know, to fix the problem for me. I said, first off, you have to figure out what the problem is. Right. I said, but secondly, you know, you've got it. I go, when you know what the problem is, you can come up with different solutions, you know, and move in the direction because staying paralyzed and not moving is not a good, not a good answer. So when you start moving in the direction, I said, so if you want your people to be more productive on their game, you know. Yeah, but it starts again with finding that problem first before you just try to fix something. Everything relates back to your gut. If you can't, if you don't digest, if you don't eat well and you're not interested in eating well, you know, um, then you're like, you're not spending your time, your money or your wisdom in the right direction. Because that's foundational. You, foundationally speaking, those two pieces of the puzzle in my five pillars of health, because we talked five pillars of health being nutrition, exercise, sleep, positive mental attitude and positive mindset and proper posture. It's just like the mindset portion of it is the fourth pillar, which for me is a more important pillar because with that, I can even have an even better, more consistent health. I can consistently think cleaner thoughts. Okay, so I love this. Let's break down those five pillars real quick before we have to head off. The five pillars. The first pillar is proper nutrition. Okay. Diet, and proper exercise. Okay. You know, the third one is proper sleep. The fourth one is a positive mental attitude and a proper mindset. Yeah. And the fifth one is a proper posture, which is structure, function, biomechanics. Because I guarantee you, you're... My listeners right now, there's thousands of listeners right now. There's probably more than half of them that don't think about some of those things. You brought up posture. You brought up eating right. You brought up exercise. And they they might look at you and say, I don't have time for those things. I've got to be at my desk, chained to the desk, working my butt off or answering phones or calling out. What can you tell those people that say, I don't have time to go work out. I don't have time to eat right. I just got to run through the drive through pick up some fries and a burger or a taco or whatever. What do you tell those people? You are what you eat. You eat garbage, <laughs> right? And so, and also, you want to know something. When people have a good, when they have a good level of confidence, you know, it's like it exudes. So, people who don't have good confidence are more like this. Okay, but you know, I've got another thing to do here, you know. And so, that posture, when you have pos- good posture, posture helps you yeah. exude better confidence. I like that. And if you don't care about yourself, why would anybody else care about you? I mean, seriously. No, that's that's good. You want want to sell something? You better have confidence or else no no one buys stuff from somebody who doesn't have confidence. Oh, I completely agree. Um, And so the other... Your family. The other thing that you might hear, you know, from my audience or from any audience right now that you probably talk to is, you know, not... First, they might say, I don't have time. And then they might say, you know, it's so expensive to eat healthy or it's so expensive to take yoga classes or to buy certain things to help you with your posture or to do this or that. What do you say to that? Use YouTube. I mean, YouTube's got a bunch of yoga exercises on there, Sure. you know, and, and diet. And, you know, if you really want to, if you really care about your health and care about your future and care about being around for your kids, you would stop eating sugar. Yeah. You know? I mean, because you have control but I, but I love candy but i love but you know but you can control what goes in your mouth i mean i know but know. i but i want to i want to eat that candy i want to eat that stuff on my desk that's for the customers but i'm going to grab that snickers bar or i'm going to grab a skittle or a fruit 
something or other. Read what's in Skittle. You know, they actually use Skittle as a filler. They used they uh, were caught red-handed because they use Skittle as a filler in for cows, so they fatten up. So when okay, so what can you substitute for those things? Protein. Protein's a better. It's, it's better for endurance, especially if you're an elite athlete. You know. But so I, when are you talking like running. peanut butter? Are you talking like hard-boiled eggs? Are you talking like literal meat? Are you talking like the Kenyan runners? You know, when they run, I used to work the Boston Marathon, and also would see them in Falmouth, Falmouth Road Race on Cape Cod, and that my girlfriend used to house them. And I asked her one time, I said, what do they eat? I was like, <laughs> because these guys look trim and they are. Yeah, they do. Edge, right. They're razor edge sharp. So what do they do? You know, and she said they eat like stir fry. They eat a protein, a fat and a carbohydrate. If you look at the Mediterranean diet, you know, and it isn't like you can't ever have sugar. But for you to get off that cycle, you really need to push it aside. Like and not yeah. have the bread, you know, and like and do things that, you know, like what is it? You know, what, what's the goal that you want to like hit five years down the road? Yeah. You know, and three is sleep. Sleep. That's right. We got into sleep earlier. But what was the positive mindset? Tell me a little bit more about that one. So positive mindset, you know, what I do is I say affirmations in the morning. I am healthy, vital, active, successful human being. I affirm this day that my tissues and organs are working properly. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Okay. You know. On this day, I give loving service to my clients, you know, and when I had patients, I would say patience, you know, yeah. um, you know, I give, I love, and I serve and I'll also follow. Wow. So, you know, and I say that, you know, and it's just like, I learned that when I, in 1981 <laughs> and, you know, it's just like some, I don't say it every day, but the first thing that comes, like when I first wake up in the morning, I listen to, uh, you know, my, well, you can't really see it here, but you can listen to my telephone. No, I see it. I got you. Yeah. Um, You know, to, for a positive, you know, piece. Like yeah. Listen to seven minutes. Because I want to set the tone for my day. You know, and if I start out with a crappy attitude, the whole day is even crappier. Yep. Yeah, you're you know? exactly and, right. You know, and then if you like go to meet somebody, I always tell it's like you meet somebody and like you kind of feel like you want to go home and take a shower, go home and take a shower. <laughs> right you know, or go go what i would tell people in my office like if somebody had a bad attitude that came to work they would pick up i had a rock and it's called the rock and so that i brought back from some trip i was on and um so the rock used to at any time that the rock ended up in your workstation you were allowed to go find somebody and take a 15 minute break and go outside sit on the stoop of the, my office. I was in an office building and, you know, go out. I said, go and hug a tree, you know, yeah. said, you know, and so like I had one person who went to go out and hug a tree. Um, you know, actually went to go hug the tree and uh, the, uh, like some guy was walking in um, some attorney that had an office upstairs and he called me up and he said, um, your staff is outside hugging the tree. And I said, <laughs> good. I said, they're exchanging molecules with something that's alive and always happy. You there know? you go. And so, you know, so positive you know, mindset, you know, yeah. that's, yeah, it's a good one. I, okay. So I wanted to break those down. So it doesn't happen overnight. And that's what I was going to get into. Like, how do you, 
I mean, like if someone says like, how do I have such a good, how do I practice a positive mindset when all I hear is negativity all day? Or how do I do that when you don't understand my life, Dr. Pat, I got this going on, that going on, this going on, that going on, that's negative around me. How do I have a positive attitude during that? How do I have a positive mindset? <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> you know, the, you know, because toxic people will kill you you know, and they will make you sick. So there's a technique that I learned from this woman named Sonia Coche. And she had this, like where there's someone, you can feel the energy. And I've even done this in my office because I can remember yeah. you know, Greg Cheatwood was, he was a big motivational speaker like back in the 80s. Yeah. You know, said, when someone's like dumping on you and you all of a sudden you're going and you're in a good mood. Because I used to see a lot of people in a day so I yeah. had different personalities every time I walked into a room. And so if somebody was like really like Debbie Downer, you know, or a Karen, you know, and yeah. day, I would just come in and I would do like the Italian. I put my hands up and go like, wow, I understand. <laughs> and I push their energy right back at them. <laughs> and just like, yeah. I understand. And if they continued, then the Italian thing was like, you know, when you put your hand across, I don't know if you can see my, me doing this right now, and then taking it up and pushing your hand and go like, wow, isn't that amazing? Yeah. I hear you. And so, but it, you're not taking that energy on. You can't or else you will end up sick. And yeah. when, I was, when I was in active practice, I would have people come see me all the time. And my question to them was just like, you know, I, someone goes, how do you do it? You know, I think in 10 years, I uh, miss one day of work. But one of the last things I wanted to, you to talk about was posture, because I think a lot of people, they don't think about that. You know, they don't recognize that as a pillar of health or a way to stay in the right mindset. So let's wrap up a little bit with, with posture, and then uh, we'll wrap it up here well, in a minute. I will tell you what you could do, you know, it's just like you're sitting up a little bit better than you were before until now. Um, but you could take a screenshot of yourself. Like, so if I was like this and I hit my screenshot leaning yeah. in right to the, to the camera, then I would see my a body in a different position as opposed to sitting like this and having that strand where I have like, a, if I had a book on top of my head. Yeah. So if you wanted to test the book on top of your head, you could take something and put it on top of my head. Like right now, my telephone's up here. I don't know if yeah. Right. I would never put my telephone up there because of electromagnetic energy, but you could use a book. So just put it on top of your head, because if you create muscle memory for posture, your muscles are going to want to be in that perfect position as opposed to slumping. And when you slump so, like that, you don't digest your food. They can why? put a pillow behind themselves. They could buy oh. a three inch roll. You know, with one side being fat, but it's like half a roll, but it's three inches. And they can put it at the base at their waistline. Like lumbar and support then, kind of thing. Yeah. So what it would do is like if I had one in here right now, like this, instead of sitting like this, because I'm, you know, want to be closer to the camera so your people can see me. Yeah. So I would put this here. And what it does is it automatically brings my shoulders back. And when my shoulders go back, my head goes back because every like 10, five degrees, you are adding 10 pounds per square inch on your spinal cord of your neck when you don't have good posture. Oh, wow. So it's important to, you know, and like, for instance, if you have any women listening, 
you know, you never want to sleep with more than one, like maybe two pillows. But when you're laying on the side, if you don't put a pillow so it's underneath your neck, the reason why posture is so important is because you always have to look where you're going. And you can't look where you're going, you're looking down. It's a good point. You know, it's just like there's a woman with my brother at some steakhouse in uh, Myrtle Beach or something or near Myrtle Beach. And there's a woman who walked by and she literally had her head was parallel to the floor, the back of her head. And that she would shuffle and take two steps and pick her head up and look and then put it back down because she couldn't hold it up. I just told my brother, you are never allowed to look like that ever. You know, and you, so doing things for your posture, because when we get older and sit so much, your flexors, which are the front part of your body, get stronger and your extensors get weak. So your head keeps on going forward like this. Yeah. And so there's specific things that I coach people on to like how to, you know, to like negate that so that you can have better outcomes with with posture, you know, even. You it know, just hurts. <laughs> But yeah, no, I get it. Uh, I'm sitting here trying really hard. Um, but you'll put ice on it later. I will. Uh, okay, so we got. I love that you brought up those five pillars. I think that's really good for people listening to just think about some of those things while they're at their desk all day, or they're doing certain things. You know, you can get up and walk for a minute, or you can. They can put an alert. You know, to get up. Good you know, point. They, can get, they can get an alert, you know, just like, you know, take five minutes, take a five minute walk, go say hi to your friends at the, the water cooler. Yeah, and, no, I think that's good. Don't ask them what they, but don't ask them what they're working on, you know, or how their day's going. Ask them what deals have they closed lately. Okay, yeah, that's good. Because when you ask people how they're doing, they say fine, right? Yeah. Fine to me is frustrated. And get them talking. Yeah. And, and, like, and, and, and emotionally unstable. You can take your woes and crumble them up in the paper and throw them in a the basket. Just say, okay, now that's over with. Let's move forward. Right. Moving forward. Love that. Dr. Pat, that was a cool way to end that. Just to keep moving forward. I like that. And I wish we may do another one. I wish we had time to keep going. It's already been over an hour and we've been recording and, I think there's some good stuff in here. You've shared some great stories. Thank you so much for joining me at Insurance Town. And I always think it's fun to have someone outside of our industry to come in and just talk about, you know, something different and a different topic than we normally talk about. We normally talk about insurance topics and whatnot. So to talk about mental health and your health and talking about how to handle certain situations, so helpful. Thank you, Dr. Pat. You're welcome. And I would, you know, but that's, that's true though, because it's just like, when you need other stimulation than what's going on. You know, if you're going to be out of, if you're going to think out of the box, be out of the box because your solutions are not inside the box. Your solutions, the big solutions for you, what you know to be true today is in the box. What you know to be true for your future tomorrow is outside the box. Don't stay in your box. Love that. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. All right. Thank you.